G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around quickly and once again our opportunity to check on breaking news as it's coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with one of the headlines from overnight where the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas wants the United Nations to pressure the United States into funding Palestinian refugees. How does that story unfold? Well, the United Nations will be pushed to demand Washington keeps funding the special agency that deals with so-called Palestinian refugees. Washington, which until last year was by far the biggest contributor to the UN Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees, that's called UNRWA, announced Friday that the irredeemably flawed operation would no longer receive millions of dollars in U.S. aid. UNRWA is dependent on funding from UN member nations, with the U.S. having been the biggest donor. In 2017, the U.S. provided $364 million to the agency, with other member states donating $650 million. Nabil Abarurnai, a spokesman for the Palestinian Authority, President Mahmoud Abbas, said at the weekend the Palestinian leadership may go directly to the U.N. General Assembly and Security Council in a bid to get the U.S. funds maintained. Rudinay said Washington's latest decision promotes terrorism and was a violation of U.N. resolutions. I don't think you'll get much uh, response from the U.S. (laughs) Ron, the United States ambassador to the United Nations is Nikki Haley. She's in the news often. She's called for an examination of the Palestinian right of return. What does that mean? Yes, she's uh, challenging the claims by the Palestinians of a right of return to lands in modern-day Israel. Accepting an honour at the Foundation for Defence of Democracies, Nikki Haley was repeatedly asked by Clifford May, the organisation's president, to comment on reports that the, the administration will soon target UNRWA, a body which treats the descendants of the refugees from the 1940s. The Trump administration has already cut much of its funding to UNRWA and Haley's response suggests the complete cut is coming. You're looking at the fact that, yes, there's an endless number of refugees that continue to get assistance, she said. But she said the issue is bigger than that. The Palestinians continue to bash America, she said, while they have their hand out wanting charity. UNRWA can stay there and we can be a donor if they reform. Harley continued declining to endorse a proposal to wrap UNRWA, a refugee body devoted exclusively to the Palestinian cause. It was very interesting that when that first started, uh, the support went to about 750,000 refugees, but now it's somewhere in the level of 4.1 million and continues to grow.
Ron, let's talk about this conflict between Israelis and Palestinians because oftentimes it's just talked about in terms of two peoples, but it's farmers who've been on the receiving end of some pretty severe attack and now Israeli farmers are suing Hamas in the international court. What's the story there? I found it interesting that they actually quoted Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 to 10, Honour the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. A group of farmers from the south of Israel arrived in the Netherlands yesterday planning to file a lawsuit against Hamas in the International Criminal Court in The Hague. The allegations include the burning of agricultural areas with the use of incendiary devices attacks on the Israeli border, the use of children in combat, and of the civilian population of Gaza being used as human shields. Named as parties in the suit are Khaled Mashal, the head of Hamas's political bureau, Saleh al-Aruri, Mashal's deputy, and Zahir Labron, a top financial officer in Hamas. Labron was expelled from Israel after being released from Israeli prison as part of the prisoner exchange carried out to free the Israeli soldier Gilad Shalit. What they're trying to do is to burn us, not just our fields. It's a war crime and a crime against humanity, farmer Ofer Lieberman told Israeli Army Radio at the weekend. The farmer's suit will be filed by Shurit Hadin, a civil rights non-government organisation focused on representing terrorism victims. Ron, as we look at these headlines from overnight, there's one that's all about a Christian Israeli who's on a mission to create the first Aramean Christian town in the nation of Israel. Now, I think we should all get very excited about this, pray for him and support the project. In a quest to maintain Aramean culture and language, a patriotic Christian Israeli is seeking to establish a city exclusively for Christian Aramaeans in northern Israel. Captain Chadi Kalul is a 42-year-old Aramean Christian who is a fellow of the Philos Project and the chairman of the Israeli Christian Aramaic Association. He also was a candidate for the Knesset with the Jewish Zionist Party in the 2015 elections. Khalil describes himself as an Aramean Christian and says that modern Arameans are indigenous to the land of Israel as well as descendants from the first Christians. While studying a class on Bible as English literature at the University of Nevada, he decided to make it his life's mission to preserve his people's culture. The reserve captain plans to call the town Aram Hiram, an amalgam of two biblical sources. Aram is the name given to all the Aramaic kingdoms in the Bible, and Hiram refers to King Hiram of Lebanon, who supplied King Solomon with wood from the cedar trees to build the first temple. He wishes to locate the town in the barren hills where the village of Ka'ibarim, only four kilometers south of the Lebanese border, and 11.5 kilometres from Safed was once located. He claims his forefathers lived there for approximately 400 years until the inhabitants were evacuated during the 1948 War of Independence. 
Well, that's fascinating, Ron. And on another really interesting note, uh, looking at news headlines, where the Israel Bible Center this month discussed the gospel in the Hebrew Bible. Yeah, this is another teaching by Dr. Eli Lizakorn Eisenberg. He wrote, one of the most important words in the New Testament is evangelion. It's usually translated as the gospel, and its literal translation is simply good news. When the armies of Israel faced those who sought to conquer their land and enslave its people, messengers stood ready to carry back home any news at all. In the case of defeat, warning to run and hide. In the case of victory, encouragement to celebrate and rejoice. He said, we write, uh, we read in Isaiah 52, 7, how pleasant on the mountains are the feet of him who proclaims the news of peace and says to Zion, your God reigns. The good news is said in a military context, he wrote, it is expressed in terms of Israel, God, defeating his enemies. The announcement of God's victory is the basic reason for Zion to rejoice. The Apostle Paul, when describing the spectacular effect of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, also defined it in terms of warlike defeat of the powers of darkness. He wrote, when we had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public parade of them, defeated them, having triumphed over them by himself. Uh, Colossians 2.15 Well, Ron, always appreciate your scouring the headlines and bringing us breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East and uh, some great stories in there again today. Thank you so much for taking some time to share those stories and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.